the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdell. Mike, what's going on in the panhandle of Florida? Everything is good, Chris. Good morning. I hope you're well. Uh, let's see. Gosh, I think this is our 80th podcast. Is that correct? Right there, 80. Number 80. So anybody listening, how can you talk 80 different times about disability insurance is beyond me? Chris and I should get some kind of award just for that. Um, I know we've repeated ourselves a thousand times, but you know, 80, 80 different shows about individual disability. Uh, for you and I, Chris, I'd say it's a milestone, wouldn't you? And I'm proud of it. Yeah. And, and Mike, I think we're just getting started. We got some great ideas and some, uh, great surprises for our listeners. So I'm looking forward to the next 80. Now I will tell you one thing. I, I always have to mention the weather and what I've had the last three days here is interesting to me because we had a cold front come through and it was 44. Three degrees when I woke up this morning, which is a nice crisp fall day in Colorado. I went to the gas station yesterday and this lady came out because the pump was messed up to help me. Chris, she had on the biggest puffer coat I've ever seen. I mean, it, it, she looked like a, she had a snowmobile suit on. <laughs> and of course, I have on a vest and just a regular old T-shirt, right? Because it's uh, I'm Colorado still a little bit blood wise. And she goes, aren't you cold? And I go, no, I'm from Colorado. And she goes, ah, oh, it's got to get warm here. I can't do this. And I'm like, my goodness. So welcome to, welcome to uh, Florida. 41 degrees for three days back into the 80s for the weekend, my friend. And what's even bittersweet, I've got friends down here from uh, the great city of Denver. And they're down here for 60 degree weather at the beach too. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to get when you go on vacation. But other than that, Chris, Things are good. I, I was out of town last week, as you know, I had a couple of trips and um, everything is good. I'm back home and we're settling. Well, Mike, I want to talk about one of those trips because you went to the annual session for IDIS. And I really want to spend this episode to get your feedback on what you saw, what you heard, what you learned from your time in Salt Lake City. Chris, let's just um, kick it back and forth. One, it was in Salt Lake City and it, it was a good trip. First, I'd like to thank Everybody that puts this together um, for IDIS, I believe this is the 18th year, maybe, or 19th year we've done it. And so to all that participate, thank you, because it was a good venue. And again, to put a two-day and a, a three-day meeting actually together, Chris, for, for individual disability insurance, is kind of like I just alluded to for you and I. Not the easiest thing to do in the world is to have topics talking about individual disability for six or seven hours a day and have eight or nine different meetings. So it went really well. Uh, what I learned is the crowd is starting to get a little bit younger, which makes me feel really good. I mean, I'm now 62. And when I think I started IDIS, I was one of the youngest there. And it just kind of stayed that way, as as you remember, right? So there's a younger group. There's young producers. GAs, there's young people involved in the organization, which, you know, I'm always wondering if something has a future. And Chris, I'm proud to say that I think IDIS has a future. And for those of you that um, haven't joined or are considering um, joining, I, I would encourage you to go to the website, 
check it out. Do do one of their seminars or one of their webinars, excuse me, and check it out and then um, think about joining. Because I really do think it's worth the money spent to hang out with a gang of people. And if you don't really sell income protection, again, not only listening to our podcast, but it's a good way for you to start to like take this individual disability sales ideas is what they're good at too and try to like put them into your practice to help you sell income protection going forward. So overall, Chris, it was a good meeting. Uh, I will mention really quick and then you fire away at questions. The industry, you know, is changing, but isn't, but I, I first want to talk about the awards. Kurt Burmeister of uh, Baker Birdwell Baker won an award, the, the Bill Barrett award, super wonderful young man. It's done a phenomenal job this year. He's basically on the board and really taking the bull by the horns as a young man and gone forward with IDIS and promoting it. And then, of course, the Harold Peterson Award for Lifetime Achievement went to our dear friend, uh, Reed Schnicker. And I must say that uh, probably couldn't have done it. And he'll laugh without, without his wonderful wife and dear friend of mine as well, Cindy. Uh, but, Reed, I'd like to congratulate you on this podcast and publicly for a Lifetime Achievement, which is well-deserved. And, you know, very proud of the fact that, that you received that award this year. Chris, I was honored to actually introduce Reed for that award. So that for me is um, more than more than enough. That's awesome. So I, I really enjoyed myself and had a great IDIS. What I learned is about where we are in the industry is there are carriers that are, are still super excited about going into this business or staying in this business and being in this business. So there's a future. The IDI world, Mass Mutual, as you know, a year, a year and a half ago, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, has always been in brokerage, but has gone into brokerage, as I call, full tilt. They're, 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 you know, they're full speed ahead. They had an entourage of people, and they're really excited about what they're doing. They're going forward. They're changing uh, some of the product things. They're they're fixing they're, everything that they think is wrong in brokerage. They're trying to fix. Um, there's other changes in the industry that, that are happening right now as we speak. Think the future of disability insurance, Chris, to sit here and pontificate for three minutes it, it is bright and the future looks good. Uh, what do you think? I would agree with you, Mike. And I, there's always a, a the, the indicator is what carriers are getting either in the market or out of the market. And, you know, we've seen over the last couple of years with various degrees of success, but the commitment of New York Life getting in the market and now Mass Mutual. I don't think that the companies like that want to get into the market, albeit Mass is in, you know, increasing the presence in brokerage, whereas New York Life is rolling it out to their agents. That's always a good signal. And to me, that's kind of the barometer uh, that we need to pay attention to. If uh, carriers start bailing out whole, wholeheartedly, uh, that's when we know we're in trouble. But I, I, I go back to what you said, that uh, I believe that uh, the carriers that are in it are in it to stay. And I, I know, you know, from back channels, any, anywhere from reinsurers to, to, to high-tech uh, organizations, they're looking for ways to get into, into the DI world. Now, some of that might be different than the traditional, which you and I grew up in the Provident Paul Revere Unum days. But nonetheless, we know there are tens of millions of Americans that need individual disability insurance. They don't all need non-CAN, ONOC, H67, residual COLA type things but they need something in the event that something would happen to you. So kind of a long-winded answer, but I think that, you know, the people that are coming into it show a, a great future for DI. Well, Chris, first of all, you're not nearly as long-winded as me, so you can feel good about that. That wasn't long-winded. Other thing that I would say is one of the things I would suggest for IDIS for 
everybody that goes. Next year, it's in Portland, Maine, which I think is phenomenal, Chris, because as you and I know, not that you have to be a nature lover, but we're at leaf changing time as we get, you know, almost turned maybe that far north, but I'm not sure. But, you know, early October in Portland, Maine could be absolutely gorgeous. So put that on the calendars. It's typically, like I said, around the first week of October now, pretty much consistent every year it's then. Uh, and if you're going and you've gone like I have and you have Chris and I've gone, I think I missed one year because they did it on Halloween and I had trick-or-treaters, which were my own. Uh, but I think I'm 17 for 18 um, on IDIS. And I've always walked away with a good feeling. And that was uh, one of the suggestions was if every we had probably 160, I'm guessing I may be off a little bit on numbers. But just think, you know, if everybody brought one next year, Chris, we'd end up with 320. It's it's designed and can be designed as much for the producer as it is for the GA and the home office person to, you know, come and talk about their wares and what they do and where they're going. And I think that, you know, individual producers should really consider going to this because the content and the speakers oftentimes is speaking to them. It's like you and I, Chris, with sales ideas. It's not just here we are. Here's what the industry is doing today. Um, we get that. Um, as one of the sessions, which is always good to know is like where we're sitting. But if you think about it, Chris, you and I for years and years and years talked about the number of carriers. And if you and I reflect just briefly, Chris, can you remember when somebody really, really got in or out of the business once in a very long time? You and I both know we were shocked the day that Matt said we're out. Remember, it wasn't that long ago. Mike, I remember exactly where I was when that announcement came down. I was in Salt Lake. And a broker's journal agency was doing an all-day meeting just on DI. And there was uh, a speaker who was with a, uh, an organization out of Southeast Florida, was giving a talk, and all of a sudden everybody's phones were blowing up with uh, the information. And I felt so bad. His name was Jeff. Here he is pouring his heart and soul out to try to convince people that you know, what they do is has is a great offering, and everybody was just looking at their phone, looking at each other, going, did you just see Met get out of the business? So, uh, I mean, it's it certainly is not on par with, the, you know, the Kennedy assassination or the 9-11, but I remember specifically what was going on that day, and I felt so bad for Jeff and his presentation. Well, Chris, in, in our world, it is kind of like a global event. Remember, we're individual disability guys mostly, uh, you know, disability insurance people in general. That is our world. That's what we've done. So it is that big of an event. And you know what? Speaking of that, those darn phones, I, one of the things I, I, I noticed too is we've, we've got to put the phones up when we're in sessions with people. And I'm guilty too, by the way, just as a reminder to all of us, you know, we can live without those things for 40 minutes when somebody's up there pouring their heart out to us about, you know, something they have passion about. And that's not IDIS. That's every meeting I attend. And I think you would agree. It's okay. You know what? Here's what I've learned. If you absolutely shut it off, Chris, it turns back on. Yours does too? Yeah. I mean, I think my kids get nervous if I shut their phone off. Like, dad, I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, but think about this, Chris. It does turn back on. I just experimented with myself at IDIS because I found myself grabbing it. And, you know, I have an attention span difficulty anyway. And I find myself grabbing my phone to look at nothing right? To check something. Chris, I don't even know what I'm checking. And so this is just my little guidance for us to be a little more respectful, to include myself. All of us are guilty of this. I think when we go to these types of meetings, it's imperative, no different than, you know what, is your risk protection package up to date? 
We owe it to ourselves to shut the gosh darn thing up. It'll start right back up after 40 minutes. Yeah, Mike, I want to uh, double down on what you said is next year, no, October 9th through the 11th in Portland, Maine. And my guess is, is that uh, our friends at Unum will probably have a big presence there. And I think that'll be great because obviously they are the largest rider of disability insurance in the country. So any any words of wisdom from them? I know they, they tend to specialize in the, the multi-life, but nonetheless, they are a, an important player in our industry. And to your point, I don't know that there can be a prettier place in the country than in the uh, the Northeast with all the leaves changing that part of October. So uh, I, I agree with you. I encourage everybody to be there. I know I will be there. Uh, it's on my calendar. It's 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 cast in stone. And I will throw this one out, Chris. If you're a foodie at all, Portland's a good place to be. Trust me. You're looking for restaurants. Portland is one of the better places in this country to go. Super hot spot with an awful lot of great chefs in the city of of, of Portland. Spoken maybe. from a true foodie, Mike. Let me ask you a couple of questions regarding Fire. Salt Lake. Fire away. Our our good friend Brian Lauber uh, gave a presentation, and it was it was really about the future of distribution. I mean, what, what's a takeaway or two from Brian's comments as he was speaking about, you know, the past and the future of distribution? You know, I think simply put, distribution is, is you know, what we know, not for fact, but we know that there's really, um, and, and I'm going to ask you a question back. Uh, and Brian basically talked, distribution still has to be, you know what, between four eyes, uh, if that makes sense. You can use all the technology in the world, but it still takes people to get this out there. If not, Chris, why are we not doing $600 million a year in this country? You, you know, you can you can do every type of distribution in the world. I will tell you, direct to consumer, I don't see it happening at any time in the near future. And without, if you don't have direct to consumer, which you have for almost all term life, Chris, wouldn't you say as direct to consumer if they can do it? There's a lot of it, no question. I mean, I get that, you know, there's still the retail producers and, and out there and, and regular financial planners. Everybody's still doing term insurance. But you can also go to, you know, whatever it was called from, you know, quote Smith or whatever from 25 years ago. And they're all still there. Our distribution is going to have to be the more people we can get out talking about it, the easier. We've already got technology to to, to distribute product pretty much online. So we have eApp. E-sig, e-quotes. Chris, you and I wrote the back paper quotes, remember? So it's changed that much, and that's all part of the distribution. Now we just have to get distribution to talk about, again, not what the product is as much as why somebody should own it. And Brian does a really good job of saying, you know what, I'm in this for the long haul. Uh, he's yeah. He currently went to Ash. He's doing a great job there. He enjoys it, and he'll tell you that distribution is you know that's that's what they do is distribution, and is to get out there and see the people, Chris. See the people. See the people. Something you and I've been talking about a lot, like maybe getting um. What was that United commercial I brought up to you the other day? Yeah, that's an oldie but goodie about where the that they're in the boardroom and the the owner of the company says that uh, their biggest customer fired them today, and he says we're going to go back and we're going to go see our customers. And he started handing out plane tickets to all of his salespeople, you know, to basically say, we're now going to go see our customers. And one of his employees said, what are you going to do? And he goes, I'm going to go see that customer that fired us. And of course, it was all about getting on a plane, you know, for United and going. But the point being is, you know, we've got, we focus so much on the high tech, Mike, we've forgotten the high touch. 
Thank you. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm ready to put my dancing shoes back on. As they say it, I can't dance. You know that. But I go out and I mean, I really want to promote individual disability, as they say, and group or whatever. Disability insurance in general between four eyes. I want people to spend 40 minutes listening to, to me, to Brian, to you, to anybody that will hear us talk about, listen, I'm going to give you four sales ideas. You can record them. You can write them down. I want you to go home and practice this. And then I want you to go out and use this with your customer. Because I would say what I've done with you, Chris, and others over the years, I mean, I got to tell you straight up, it's tried and true. It's, it's proven. It does work. You just have to go do it. And there's nothing slick about it. Getting people to understand things on their terms, there's nothing slick about that. I worked on math with my daughter last night as a sidebar. Well, you know what? I do math differently than her. And she said, Dad, don't do it that way. Here's why. Because I'm not taught that way. And so I, I, you're just going to confuse me. With what we're doing, Chris, my point is, is you know what? Job A, job B, waiver of premium. Is your risk protection package current and up to date? There's hundreds of these and hundreds of different ways to say the same thing. But that's where distribution is going to become key is for us to get back out there and have these conversations face to face with our brokers. If we're GAs with our clients, if you're retail and get this thing going, because you know what, if you go write one person and ask them, and this is my challenge to everybody today, you take your 10 best friends and you ask all 10 about their risk protection package. I guarantee, and I can't do that. I promise, which I can break. You will write at least one of them. And then you ask them about a referral because you don't want their friends as well as your friends with them to ever take a chance on losing everything because you got hurt or sick and couldn't go to work. It's as easy as that. That's where distribution plays. You know, Mike, you bring up a good point. And I I think often of of our good friend, Spokane, Washington, Jim O'Connell. Jim was not what I would call a expert on the provisions of DI. But he was an expert on asking and with with conviction and with passion. And as a result, he wrote a ton of disability insurance for one reason, he asked. And, and you know what, Chris? I worked with that man for years. And, and as I recall, and I did a ton of joint work with him because we did interesting places back in the day, Mercedes-Benz car dealerships, all kinds of crazy things, sales guys, things that people don't even think would buy disability insurance. And I remember he would do a, a, a quick little presentation. And if somebody kind of looked at him, he would go like this, tell me which part you didn't understand. And he would always get the pregnant pause, Chris, for lack of a better term. Because they understood it. They just weren't sure. They were getting uneasy about, you know, they knew they were supposed to write a check for this at some point. So he'd always finish with basically something along these lines. As I recall, tell me which part you just didn't understand. Because there's no answer. They understood it all. They just know they got to do it. And I'm guessing he wasn't overemphasizing non-can, ONOC, residual or whatever. Never, never said a word. What he talked about is the plight that you will have or the plight that you will encounter in the event that you don't take action. Period. So he kind of did a... Uh, a no choice conversation. It's like, I'm educating you on this. You get to make the decision, but there's a really only one. And this is true about everything. There's really only one really good decision to make. And what we know, Mike, is there's no bake sale for the Cogdo household, right? Ain't going to be no bake sale for the Cogdo house. That's absolutely correct. They're mine. They're my responsibility. And I don't need anybody helping me. I don't need anybody helping me. We'll take care of it regardless of what happens. That's what we do for a living, Chris. And I can't wait 
as we go forward into the coming year, we've got podcasts still alive and a lot of things happening. What are your thoughts as we close? Mike, I am convinced that 2023 is the year of DI. And again, we got some exciting things that we're going to announce in, in our coming podcast. And all I can say is, to your point, Mike, Carlson and Cogda will be dancing in 2023. Yes, I can't wait. I think a lot of people are scared of the, the thought of us dancing, but we'll, we're using that metaphorically. We may be bald, but we haven't lost our minds. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thank you. Mike, it's, as always, it's great to talk to you. We'll talk next episode.